Hello, Aaron. Hello. This is In Three Talks, season two. Yes. Episode two. Yeah. Yes. Yes, because yes. we had the gaming one. Yes, uh, yeah, the, the first one. one. So uh, talk to us. It's uh, end of the of January. Um, the year twenty twenty has started. Uh, tell us a little bit of your foresight for twenty twenty. Foresight for twenty twenty. Um, first off, we have uh, Black History Month coming up. We're going to have a bunch of programming under all of our brands: our Futures Really Grow, our Glow and Grow, um, our In Three Labs, and our In Three Gaming. We're going to make sure we have something that fits underneath all those blocks, uh, so we can touch everybody in the community. So you talked about uh, Black History Month, and uh, we often talk about the issue of the Black community and tech and innovation and funding. Uh, 2020 onward, a lot of things are going to be changing. So what is your perspective about it? About 2020 or all the things you just said? All of the things that I said, and given that we're 2020, because 20, there's 2025 20, yeah. I mean, so it's like to me, uh, for those who know, we've been here at IM3 for about two years. Uh, it's, uh, the agreement's originally for three years. Um, just to remind people, we are a startup, you know, so the same challenges that we try to help other entrepreneurs with, which is, you know, specifically raising capital, um, that's been one of our biggest challenges and will be still be a focus for 2020 as we look to kind of grow and expand our business um, into each one of our, once again, our different brands that we have. Um, 2020, for us, a heavy emphasis is going to be on esports and gaming. Um, we believe there's a huge potential upside there. Uh, one of my earliest, earliest uh, mentors always said to me, which is very similar to a hockey analogy, which is go to the empty space, mm. right? You go to the empty space, there's nobody else there. If you're the first one there, you can figure out how to leverage it appropriately, you can get some success. Mm. Um, we want to take some lessons learned that we have here from just being an entrepreneur, being in the software development business, um, recognizing what's going on in specific industries and leverage our strengths to uh, get some potential outcomes and capital um, in those areas. So uh, the the esports and gaming industry, um, we we often you actually you share more with me about the gaming and the esports opportunities and so on. Uh, one of the recurrent issue that we talk about is the lack of representation. How do you foresee that changing? I mean, I, I think that the, well, first of all, just how big it's getting now, by just by default, you know, mm -hmm. and statistically, I'm not a big numbers guy, it's more your thing, but mm -hmm. statistically, a few people of color women will end up getting involved just because it's getting so big mm -hmm. that by default, they will end up there, right? right? <laughs> um, but I think that what will happen, just like a lot of other industries, as uh, we recognize that we're a diverse culture, we recognize that um, there's a lot of benefits that marketers, wait, there's basically ways to make money by hijacking, or from the word that everyone's using now, appropriating looks, music, language from diverse cultures, mm -hmm. they'll end up in, in gaming and esports. Mm -hmm. And so little by little, you know, people of color, women, other communities will get pulled into this big sucking sound of money mm -hmm. that the uh, esports industry is generating. You know, as I said in the last one, um, last year they made more money than all three of the movie studios put together, right? Yeah. You know, you, you, you just simply can't ignore it anymore. I mean, uh, last week the Call of Duty League launched. Um, oh, yeah, that was to, crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. 
uh, Google announced that YouTube signed a deal with the Call of Duty League and um, the Overwatch League to be the official streamers. So to watch any of the matches, you have to come to YouTube to watch them. Mm -hmm. Now, if YouTube didn't think there was a boatload of money there, they would not have closed that deal. Mm. Um, it's 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 got to go, right? Mm. It's it actually it's not even it's got to go. It's just like it's like inertia. Like right. the train has left the station. It is going. People are gonna you gotta hop on, mm. right? So in terms of, uh, you know, you were telling me, uh, we can say the name as Fortnite, which yeah. is a game that you introduced me to. Um, you were telling me about, I want to just go back about the discussion about bringing yourself as a gamer into the game, right? There's a guy who yes, won um, something a lot There's this guy, the guy Ninja, who right now is the highest, I mean, he kind of, for people who didn't know him before, he popped on kind of the radar when I think uh, Microsoft, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Microsoft pulled him away from Twitch by basically signing him to this multi-million dollar contract to stream exclusively on uh, Twitch. No, on Mixer, mm -hmm. um, which is Microsoft's streaming platform. Uh, for those who don't know, it's a platform that kind of competes with YouTube where you can watch streamers play games and talk and do comments. There's other interesting content on there, but really it's the streaming of gaming that kind of has brought people onto this platform. Um, he kicked off this kind of bidding war. Now everybody mm. is going out trying to buy the best streaming talent that was currently on YouTube, yeah, right? Yeah. To kind of bring them onto Facebook, bring them onto Mixer. Twitch is trying to figure out how to hold on to a lot of them. I mean, Twitch was, Twitch had the first mover advantage, mm -hmm. but um, now people are just basically plucking off their top, uh, you know, their top streamers and pulling them onto other platforms, and they're getting multi-million dollar contracts to basically stream games and talk and be funny for thousands and well, not thousands for millions of people to view them. Mm -hmm. It's just insane. And you know, the point that we started with earlier, you go to the list of the top folks, there are no people of color mm -hmm. and there are no women. Um, and we have to recognize in the world that we live in today, there clearly are people of color and yeah. women on these platforms streaming mm -hmm. that have certain other people of color mm -hmm. and other <laughs> women are looking at and watching mm -hmm. and so from a business perspective you would think that people would say eventually hey we need to go find these folks yeah. because if I can find these folks and amplify them I can get those eyeballs mm -hmm. so you, you mentioned about uh, streaming platforms uh, you mentioned uh, twitch mixer YouTube what are the differences between these for someone like me for instance who's just being introduced to this whole streaming world of gaming what would it be? What are the main three characteristics that differs one from the other? At this point, there's, features. Yeah. there's not really much difference, hmm. right? Hmm. Everyone's trying to get into the game. I mean, even Facebook's in now, right? Mm -hmm. you, you're, it's, it's kind of like, I've met a person, I saw them on YouTube or I saw them online. I like the content that they create. Mm -hmm. A lot of these guys like regularly are posting new content. They mm -hmm. have specific nights they might be on and be playing a specific game. And so you just log on and you're watching them play. Literally watching them play another game. So there's no difference in, in the features that these streaming platforms have. So it's basically a personality that people gravitate towards. Personality that people gravitate, gravitate towards. Um, yeah, it's a brand. Mm. So what, what do you think that the, uh, again, the underrepresented, the underestimated mm -hmm. community, why do you, 
uh, let's okay even if we blame the companies for not reaching out to these folks what can the underrepresented and the underestimated could do to actually gain more exposure what are the let's take the onus on ourselves and say what can we do better one interesting way to look at it is um like there's a cost associated with being a streamer mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so a lot of these folks like stream multiple hours a day mm -hmm. right so that means you have to have the time <laughs> right to be at home streaming for multiple hours right right so that so that requires some sort of financial stability to give you the ability to be at home streaming all the time mm -hmm. um two you've got to have there's like the there's got to be something that draws people to you mm -hmm. um with youtube right now one of the biggest challenges is the way the algorithms are just currently structured right mm -hmm. so like once you reach a certain threshold it's in youtube's benefit to drive more people to look at your content, mm. right? Mm. Uh, because they want the ad right. right, right. So if I'm a woman streamer, mm. um, besides dealing with all the harassment and all the other bullshit that women gamers have to deal with, right? Yeah. You've got to figure out how to tolerate all that bullshit, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. And break through and get enough viewers, mm -hmm. right? For then the algorithms start to drive more traffic towards you, mm -hmm. right? And then hopefully a brand will recognize the, that and then they'll start to support you, which will then drive more eyeballs to you. Mm -hmm. um, or you just need to be really good at one of these games and people who are in the industry pick up on you and they start watching it and then they start telling their friends and then it just starts to drive, drive you to it. So I know uh, a year ago you created this uh, program called It's Not Just a Game. Yes. Right? Uh, that's when you started informing me more and more about the whole gaming industry. I see it from a revenue perspective um, that it has value and we've exchanged a few. So tell us a little bit more about it's not just a game. Um, what kind of programs that you foresee, one, you've done, two, what you foreseen doing in the next uh, few months. So it's not just a game. The primary objective is to raise awareness about the opportunity of just in the gaming industry. Uh, I'll say gaming, esports, video games. Mm -hmm. um, so we, the first major event we had was, I think about a year and a half ago, we partnered with Microsoft and we had a basically casual free play gaming. Um, we did some tournaments, we had speakers. If you look around the whole gaming industry, there's the whole streamers. Mm -hmm. So we had someone come in and talk about streaming. Mm -hmm. um, we had a gentleman who runs a podcast around gaming. He came in, did a live podcast. Uh, we had a gentleman come in who actually played professionally and talk about it. And then I think upstairs we had a small event where um, some kids could start to look at some game programming. Mm. Uh, um, since then, we've had multiple Smash Brothers tournaments that we've hosted here more of just raising awareness to the community to let them know that we're here and what we're about and to kind of start to create those relationships that you get when you get the individuals who are passionate about gaming or the industry mm -hmm. who are kind of off in their silos doing stuff but having a space for them to all come together here at IN3. Um, what we want to do more of in 2020, we want to do more talks about the industry and the opportunities that exist in the industry. Um, I ideally like bringing professionals in who are either lawyers or journalists 
or, or players, just to make folks aware that you don't have to be a gamer, i.e. sitting around and toggling, to kind of be part of that industry. So we want to bring some professionals in to talk about that. The other thing we, are, we want to focus on is, you know, some game development, some intro to game development um, courses so that um, we can start to reach into the developer community. Uh, folks who are interested in coding, like the game, but you know, have never had an intro to Unity, which is a, a, um, a platform that a lot of games are written in. Mm -hmm. um, never had an opportunity to take a course to learn that. Um, so, I mean, so I would say like those, those are my goals for 2020. Mm -hmm. Continue to have the gaming events. Um, lean a little bit harder into the casual gamers. Mm -hmm. um, talks to panels with professionals in the industry and uh, some coding classes on the future written in code that's focused on gaming. So as we are in the uh, 12 minute mark, um, can you interrelate your entrepreneurship journey with the importance of the gaming and esports industry? When I say that is you could do, you know, we talk about this, you can build products through mm. completely innovative, multiple products overnight, mm. especially you as, as the lead. Um, but in terms of, as an entrepreneur of N3, mm -hmm. having an ecosystem, why are you zooming in more and more on the gaming industry? If we go back to what I said earlier, you want to try to find the white space. You mm -hmm. want to find the empty space. You want to find the place where there's a lot of upside potential, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if it was 10 years ago, everybody was jumping in to do mobile developments. Mm -hmm. Everybody wanted a mobile. Mm -hmm. right? Right, right. <laughs> so a lot of people went that direction. What I'm saying right now is that, you know, we need to recognize that it's relative, relatively early on, although the industry mm -hmm. has taken off, mm -hmm. but there's still opportunities for folks to get involved in this industry so that two or three years from now, they'll now be the experts, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's right. And also you'll be in a position to start to bring more people in, mm -hmm. right? So it's about seats at the table. It's about representation, getting it early, having a voice, mm -hmm. being able to influence allows you to kind of bring other people to the table. Mm -hmm. um, creating a community of people who are knowledgeable, knowledgeable about what's happening in the industry also creates an opportunity for growth and creates an opportunity for women, people of color, you know, underrepresented folks to kind of you know, be able to tell their stories and be part of this. So as um, we're wrapping up uh, the uh, next month, which is in February, Black History Month, I know you talked about a couple of things that you want to host here. Uh, would you be able to announce it now or is it something that uh, they would have to look forward to? They, should, they should look forward. I mean, I'm certain that we are going to have at a minimum a panel on gaming and esports. We want to kick off a uh, intro to Unity development course also next month. Mm -hmm. Those are goals that I definitely want to, you know, hammer on. hammer on and make sure that they get done. Lovely. So uh, again, if people want to follow you, you follow us on uh, in three DC on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also LinkedIn. And if they want to follow, you, follow you, me, as you. you follow me on Aaron K Saunders, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, A A R O N K S A U N D E R S. Lovely. Thank you.